Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host, Deepak Sharma, and this is a podcast on personal mastery. My mission is to make the best out of the one life that I have by realizing my potential, and that's why I have conversations with high performers from all walks of life to level up my health, wealth, and happiness. Thanks for joining me on this journey. On today's episode, I speak with a very special guest, Danny Miranda. Danny is a writer, podcaster, connector, and lifelong learner who I really look up to. Honestly, he's my favorite follow on Twitter as he exudes absolute positivity and hope in every single one of his tweets, ideas, and interactions. Seriously, I've never heard this dude complain, be negative, or put anyone down, and his platform fully embodies that. Danny started one of my favorite podcasts, the Danny Miranda Podcast, and has now surpassed well over 100 episodes. His podcast consists of thought-provoking conversations taking a journey through the minds of the world's top performers, including Gary Vaynerchuk, Tom Bilyeu, and Kamal Ravikant, just to name a few. I look up to how Danny lives his life with absolute gratitude. He meditates for a minimum of 30 minutes every morning, trains his body and mind every day, and manifests incredible experiences. But my favorite thing about this dude, he follows his natural curiosity. I think you guys are in for a treat with this episode, but before we get into that, it's time for some shameless self-promotion. This podcast is sponsored by Deep Social Brands, a digital marketing agency I co-founded which focuses on personal branding for pro athletes, businesses, and influencers. Deep Social Brands leverages organic growth on apps like TikTok and Instagram, leaving our clients with millions of views that translate into business value. Head over to www.deepsocialbrands.com to learn more. This podcast is also sponsored by Deep Drip Coffee. This is a personal passion project of mine as I've always wanted to have a physical product that can help me connect with other creators and astounding people. And what better product to do that than coffee where so many incredible conversations begin. Deep Drip is some of the best coffee you'll ever try and I'm not just saying that. Try for yourself at www.deepdrip.co and use the code word DEEP10 for 10% off any bag. Enjoy this episode with Danny Miranda and just remember, it's not that deep. Danny Miranda, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, my man. I really appreciate it. I'm super fired up to have you here, man. And uh, I know I've been tweeting about it. I've been like legit, it's, it's circled on my calendar. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting down with a current and future podcasting goat. Now, for those who don't know uh, a little bit about you, you're a writer, a podcaster, a connector, lifelong learner. And if I dare say, man, like you're a renaissance man, you're doing a lot of different things. And I, I really appreciate that about you. Uh, you're someone I genuinely look up to. Uh, you're one of my favorite follows on Twitter. And I'll tell you why it's because you are someone who genuinely puts out only positivity. And I have never like, I've never come across any tweet response or anything that you've ever put out that's been negative uh, complaining or just like could just kind of generally down uh, about the world and you've got a really good outlook on things man and I really appreciate that so glad I could have you here to chop it up hell yeah man and I really appreciate the kind words and you following and, and everything like that and I want to say you know I wasn't always like that you know there was periods of my life I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it where it wasn't easy for me to be positive where I was down where I was looking looking at things negatively and wanting to put others down because I wasn't whole myself. So I think that's important to, to talk about as well, because it's like, 
you see, you could see this positivity and one either think it's fake or two mm. think that, you know, I never was negative in my life. And the truth is that I, I was negative at one point and I wasn't born as a positive being wanting to bring others up and trying to be a light and love in the world. Like it, it wasn't like that from the jump. And I think that gives incredible levels of awareness to guide someone along that journey. And that's what I hope to do with the podcast and with all the tweets that I put out is just help guide someone a little bit to a little bit more of a positive, loving place in their own heart. That's such a big thing right there too, in that, you know, you didn't just wake up one day like this and you're not putting on a show. The big thing you brought up there is the the, the self-work that you've done uh, and a lot of it. And I'm sure we're going to dive into that a little bit further as well. And I'd love to hear about that story as well, but um, you know, to, just to, you know, start the podcast off for people who don't know you. And I've always hated when people ask me this question when I'm on a podcast, cause it's so open ended, but so maybe I'll, I'll reframe it a bit. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. What are some of the big components of your journey that you wish people knew about you when they just met you? Yeah. So the big components of my journey that I wish people knew is how important meditation has been to my life. Like I wish I could just get that across to every person I meet is like sitting with myself going inward has transformed my life. And I'm so grateful for that. Like I want people to know that meditation can change your life. And I want people to know about me that meditation has directly impacted my life and helped get me to this point. But a little bit about myself is like, I love meditating. I love writing. I love working out. I love pursuing the highest version of myself in any capacity, uh, whether that's talking to someone smart or just really sitting with myself or reading a book. I love improving. I love going inward. I love all that stuff. That's a little bit about myself for those new here. I love that, brother. I love that. And that's that's why I think you and I uh, just just even talking to you for five minutes, I get that we align so well because that's really been the mission with my podcast and everything that I've wanted to do as well is just learn from people on you know how I, I can make the most out of this one life that I have. How can we realize our potential? And that doesn't mean that every moment of every day, all I'm doing is just like reading a book and working out and doing all these crazy things. Of course, those are big pillars. These are things that, that make you who you are, make you better, and, and you strive to achieve and become the best version of yourself. But it's not this, uh, I, I, I see a lot of it in like self-improvement Twitter and then self, like the whole self-improvement world that people are trying to sell this um, idea that you can just, just buy a book or a, a course or a program or listen to one podcast. If you just consume this thing and now all your problems are solved. Whereas I think the big thing you brought up there with meditation is that you have to almost do this really uncomfortable practice with yourself where every part of you is probably resisting it at first when you're first getting into it. I mean, I could speak about my meditation um, um, experience is that is when I go to sit down and actually practice, the thoughts go crazy. I'm thinking a million things and then you're trying to not feel guilty for having those thoughts then you're trying to wait no but now i'm thinking about being you can go so far with it right but the bigger point there and i really love the way you put that is that 
just just inch forward just become a little bit better every single day and and that's that's what i really love about you know the core message of everything you put out as well as you know i i like to say i put out as well yeah man it's a journey and this whole thing it's like to expect that you're going to be where you want to be after 21 days or after reading a book is not practical but the journey is what I'm actually after. And it sounds like you are as well. And that's a beautiful place to operate from when you're just looking for the journey, looking to inch forward one day at a time, looking to get 1% better. That's, that's where the juice of life is found from my perspective. Absolutely love that, man. Uh, let's dive into the uh, podcasting journey a little bit. Now, you started your podcast actually not too long ago. Uh, I'd love to uh, hear uh, what got you into that. But before that, uh, just because you probably won't big up yourself this much, I got to congratulate you on hitting over 100 episodes. Uh, you had some insane guests ranging from Gary B. Uh, Kamal Ravikant, and now Tom Bilyeu as well coming up. Uh, so what made you get into this podcasting world, man? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I got into the podcast because I started to put out on Twitter before Clubhouse, before Twitter Spaces. I asked people, does anyone want to talk on the phone? And I would have these incredible conversations with people where I was just learning so much. The other person was learning and it was just a beautiful expression of two beings connecting with one another in a very real way. And I said to myself, damn, can I press record on this and make this into something that not only myself and the person on the other end could benefit from, but even more people. Um, So it was just a, a way for me to connect. And I was just like, it felt so right. You know, like when I first pressed record and first started having these conversations, I, it just felt like, oh man, this is what I should be doing. So that's how I got into it. And I'm so grateful for the experience, the hundred episodes and, and beyond now. Absolutely, man. And I could sit here and geek out with you for hours just on the power of podcasting and the amount of doors that it opens and yeah. how much it helps you become the best version of yourself just by osmosis just just being able to absorb um these you know these stories and these sometimes turbulent journeys from the people you get to talk to um and seeing how people overcome that some of the strategies that they've used to do such things and if it's if there's one big thing i'd say that i've taken away most from podcasting um it's that everyone has a story like everybody it doesn't matter if it's a big name or a small name or this or that Every, every person you interact with has a story. And if you can sit down with, with an iPhone and, and a microphone and record that in 2021, there's almost no excuse not to. Yeah. And the best example of this that I can really point to is I just published a podcast episode today with a guy who I was in the back of an Uber. He was driving me. And this was a year and a half ago. He recommended this book. And a year and a half later, I follow up with him and ask if he'd be down to come on my podcast. I didn't know anything about him. I couldn't research him because he he just was a random person in the world that hadn't put out content on the internet like most of my guests. And the story this guy brings to the table about how he joined the army, how he left home at a young age, how he how he eventually got to the point where he was homeless and then got yeah. a master's degree and, and worked had a bunch social of brothers work. and sisters, all that stuff too. Right. Yeah. I was listening yeah. To that one. yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy, right? Because it's like, 
that is the power of podcasting and just picking a part, a person's story out randomly and being able to give them the opportunity to shine in that moment is such a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful for the opportunity whenever someone asks me on their podcast, cause I know it's how, I know it's how real connections get made. And I'm so grateful for that. hundred percent, man. I think the big thing there is that um, for so many people who want to get into podcasting, you know, I think they um, focus on kind of the wrong things, you know, in terms of like, what, what mic should I buy? Or like, you know, what, what niche do I go down? Or the, how many episodes per week? All valid questions, all things that need to kind of be addressed and answered. But I think, you know, you found your why pretty early on in terms of like, just being someone who's like infinitely curious about people's journeys and how they're leveling up and growing. And, and that's why, you know, I relate to that so much. And I love that you had that recent podcast you were just talking about, like, like it just, um, it kind of solidifies just how crazy some of these chance encounters are in life, right? It's just like in the back of an Uber and the next thing you know, <laughs> this dude's on your podcast. Uh, uh, another situation, like I remember you talking about getting um, Kamal Ravikant on your pod, at, like not even a year after you picked up the book that dramatically changed your life. Like that, that kind of stuff right there, man, it's like, Without getting too crazy metaphysical, like, you know, the weird energy and connections of the universe, just bringing it down to just like what we could talk about right now. It's mind blowing that that's even like possible that enough that there is enough to just be so grateful that like, oh, my God, I'm glad that we can even have this conversation. But taking it one step further, the fact that there are people who are going to be a fly on the wall and listen to this conversation and it might impact their journey. That that's what I get off on that. That fires me up, bro. Yeah. It's so crazy. The power is so incredible. And, you know, even if you have like 10 downloads on your podcast, right? Like 10 people, imagine me and you talking to 10 people right now. And, and there's like a crowd of 10 people like that's so crazy. And like, like I can't get over it. And so I'm so grateful for anyone who listens to this. I'm so grateful that anyone gives me the opportunity to talk to them. I'm just like, it makes you so, so proud and so happy in that moment. At least it does for me. That's crazy. You brought up the 10 people thing, because that was something when I started my podcast as well, I, I got really hyped on getting like 200 downloads, like every hundred downloads, I was just like super amped up about it. And then like, you know, some naysayers or, you know, people who, you know, mean well, but they, they'll slip some things and say stuff like, oh, well, you know, you don't even have this many subs on YouTube. Like you, you don't have this or that, all these other things. And I just remember just being so like, yo, man, if I filled a room with 30 people and they all listen to what I had to say, I already won. If I even like got one person listening, I'm fired up. And I think that's a very important mindset to have and to actually believe because um, so many people think it's just about these metrics and and these numbers and how much YouTube ad revenue you're getting. And like, you know, just these weird made up kind of accolades, but it, it should just be about impact. Yeah. Impact and connection for me. Like how deep are my episodes connecting with someone's heart Mm -hmm. the messages that i get man i post them on my wall because i'm so 
grateful. And I, I never want to forget that feeling of impacting someone and how they took the time out of their day to write, Hey, you, this episode really transformed me. And I'm so grateful for you. And I got messages on messages and I, I read them every day. And it just fills me up because that's what it's all about. Forget the, the ad sets revenue or any of this metrics. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you filling someone's cup by what you're doing? Right. If yes, keep going. Right. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's everything. Well, it's something that, you know, I've, I've talked about ad nauseum people, you know, some people know my story as well as that, um, you know, I had a pretty low dark point in my life as well. When, you know, I had gained a ton of weight. I, I looked down at the scale. I saw 308 pounds. I ballooned wow. up after not being able to play football anymore. Just, just, you know, kept eating like I was still a football player. And, um, and basically, I remember like one of the major things that pulled me out of that was listening to podcasts, was mm. listening to people like the Jocko Willinks, the David Goggins, some of these Joe Rogan podcasts. A lot of these podcasts had a dramatic impact on my life. And I wasn't necessarily happy where I was working as well, but at least I got to listen to podcasts. And I just remember every day I just leveled up just by hearing these things, listening to these conversations of people pulling themselves out of, frankly, much worse situations, right? So it it made me be able to think, okay, well, you know what? Why can't I kind of do that as well? Why can't I, I always like to talk shit. Like, this is fun. I could do this all day. This is not work, you know? Like, this is, a, I don't feel like I have to clock in and I'm doing a job right now. No, I'm just connecting with a bro. Like, we're just having, we're just chatting, you know? So, why can't we all, anyone who wants to, why can't we all have some kind of platform if there's, you know, something you have to say or someone you'd like to talk to or, you know, all these kinds of things. I think it's more possible than there's ever been, than it's ever been. Man. Yeah. So take me through that, that journey, 308 pounds. And now you're, you're clearly looking at you definitely not 308 pounds. So, yeah. so what, what were some of the biggest reasons other than podcasts for you making that change well i i think uh people love to hear that it was this one light bulb moment when it was like oh everything changed at this one second the the real truth is i had that moment uh, like like a hundred times a day when I just was not happy with how things are going um, physically, mentally, how, how I'm just, I'd walk up a flight of stairs and be out of breath. Something that's never happened to me before. I wouldn't uh, uh, fit in clothes that used to be loose, like just normal little things that just break away at your self-esteem a little bit. I, I had so many of those that eventually enough was enough. And I just decided, I just flipped the switch to just get back in shape. And and I did that, Um, you know, obviously there's a lot between there, but pretty much the main things were just clean up your diet, get into meditation. I I started, I downloaded Sam Harris's um, uh, waking up app. And that was a great starter for me. I would just do 10 minutes every morning. Uh, That was it. That's all I wanted to commit to. And, but that dramatically helped me get out of myself you know, there is no you like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Once I started realizing that and started treating myself like a video game character, I'm like, well, this video game character needs to do a bit better because this video game character is like eating Doritos, eating his emotions and just not, um, not being the best version of himself. So eventually just work out three, four, five times a week, 
um, you know, incorporate a lot more walking, drink more water instead of Coca-Cola, just, you know, switch out the basic things. And now uh, I'm a lot happier uh, where I'm at, but still a lot of work to do. Yeah, man. And the thing is, it's like, you don't decide once not to be 308 pounds. You decide every day Mm -hmm. that you're operating. And even if you slip up on a day, you still know that the next day you can make that decision again, not to do and follow those habits. Like something that Eric Jorgensen said to me was that he didn't decide to write the Almanac of Naval Ravikant, which is a great book. He didn't decide to write that once. He decided to write that hundreds of times. Every time that he he quote unquote quit or didn't want to do it, he had to decide again to write the book. And so people think of these big things as like one major decision. But the truth is that you're deciding every day to pursue that path and that goal and, and push that rock up that hill. Absolutely, man. I think that's that's such a great way to put it, man. Having to decide uh, uh, like so many times. Ask anyone who's ever accomplished anything that required daily kind of effort to to show up and put that work in. It's it's a constant battle. It's like you got to just keep keep going at it. But it's but that's the thing, right? And and you kind of brought it up in such a beautiful way. It's like actually loving that journey, right? It's something that I still am doing a lot of internal work on because I'm very outcome focused a lot mm. of the times. I and mean, I'm very, um, I love the prize at the, at the top of the mountain. And I, I've just always been driven by achievement, right? It's always just been kind of just my DNA, you know, growing up in sports and whatnot, just, you got to have the trophy, you got to win the championship, you got to get MVP, you know, all these different accolades. But then when you realize that, oh man, like when I look back at my, my sports journey and anything now, what do I miss the most? Not any of that shit. I miss being in the trenches with my brothers, like muddy in practice and like it's cold and miserable. That's what I weirdly miss. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's the journey. Like it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't about holding up a trophy at the end of the season. It was like, Oh no, like all the shit that went into that, that's what it was all about. You know, and people can tell you the journey is greater than the destination over and over and over again, but it's not until you realize or look at a situation in your life when you actually preferred the journey to the destination, Mm -hmm. does it really click? At least for me, I'd heard journey is greater than destination a million times, but then I did 75 hard, this program, the 75 day program. And I celebrated on day 76 and drank beer and was went out and partied. And then I said to myself in that moment, how come I was happier on day 37 when I didn't really want to do what I was doing than I am in this moment. And that's when I was like, Whoa, that, that was mind blowing for me. And so realizing it, like knowing it is one thing, but experiencing it is a completely different thing. I've done 75 hard as well, bro. And uh, that's one of the, one of the most, uh, one of those challenges that really does make you look in the mirror and, and face a lot of these demons that 
you know, I, I would not consider myself an alcoholic by any means, but I like to party. I, I like to, I like to, you know, get messed up on the weekend, you know, see my friends and it's a great social lubricant. It's really fun to do. But when I did 75 days without it, there are so many situations when you'd be around friends and, and people who love you and care about you, who mean well, who would try to ram a shot down your fit, like throw. <laughs> Because it made them feel a certain type of way when you weren't even bothered. Yeah, I don't know. I'm good today. Like I'm like, I'm here. I'm having fun. Like I'm completely just clear. You know what I mean? But it's like it, 75 hard. You know, one of those things too. It's like after I went really hard, just like you did, right? As soon as it was done, and it did not feel good. I felt like, oh my god, like these substances, they. They can be fun. They all have, they have a place for sure, but they don't, I don't think this needs to have a control over me. So I, I've done like many months sober. Uh, right now I'm in the non, non-sober <laughs> phase, but uh, uh, definitely uh, one of those things that's amazing to do. I recommend it to anybody uh, listening to this to just search 75 hard, try this challenge out. Some of the uh, you know things are pretty easy to do, but whereas some of the other ones are are really difficult. I actually found taking a progress photo really difficult. I forgot to do it almost so many times. Yeah, I say that often. People ask, what's the hardest part about the program? And I always say taking the progress picture. And it just goes to show, right? The little things are often the things that make the big things, the big things. Like the little things are so important and it's and it's so easy to overlook. And that's why they're so important. So yeah, man, it's so cool that you did the program as well. Um, and like you, I, I highly recommend anyone who's listening to check it out. Thousand percent, man. Look, there's so many things I really want to cover with you on this podcast, but I think a, a, a really good starting point would be talking about meditation, man. Obviously it's had a massive impact on your life. Talk to me about how you got into it, how you recommend people get into it and how do you do it? Yeah. So I got into it because my friend Tej Dosa, who everyone should check out, Comedic Bisman on Twitter, he was always talking about meditation throughout his content, never saying that you should meditate, but always saying, this is what I do. This is what works for me. Do it or don't, doesn't matter. Um, And so I, I tried it for three months straight, 20 minutes in the morning, and just sitting there with my back against the wall, my feet were out. And I had a blanket put over me and I put a kitchen timer for 20 minutes. And it's, I think 15 bucks on Amazon, a kitchen timer. And I recommend that for everyone because if you use your phone, it's so easy to get caught down in those rabbit holes of like, Oh, Twitter's here and YouTube's here. And it's the, it's on the same screen. It's one tap away from the timer on your, your iPhone, if you're using one. And so I use a kitchen timer so I can, get rid of the phone, set it. I set it for 20 minutes when I was just starting out and I just sat there and I absolutely hated it, man. Like it was so (laughs) frustrating. I'm sitting there, I'm doing, my head's going in a million different directions. I am like, why am I doing this? This is pointless. This doesn't make any sense. Um, And what unfolded was so many synchronicities and so many things that were so impossible to explain. I remember I decided I was going to become a personal trainer and the next week my buddy texts me and says, Hey, 
I'm looking for a training plan. I'm looking to for some nutrition help. Can you help me? And it was stuff like this that just popped out immediately after having that meditation practice. And I think the meditation unlocked all those things, all those synchronicities, if I had to guess. And I recommend 20 minutes. Just try 20 minutes in the morning, um, first thing, and see what happens. See, see what, what magic unfolds in your life. And I love that. I think it's one of those things that when you start, when you try it at first, it's one of those things, just like anything, where you're just like, I'm yeah. bad at this. I don't really understand this. Um, but I, I think Naval put it this way, right? Where like meditation's a single player game, meditation, yoga, some of these types of things. It's like, you're not, it's not really a competition. And that's, I think, what makes it so difficult for so many people. That coupled with the fact that I don't think we're ever in society taught uh, from a young age to just sit yeah. and be be alone with your thoughts and not like not from a place of judgment just sit and just be it's very hard to explain people think like well what are you as chanting om on a on a mountain and out in tibet or something like no that's not what meditation is you know what i mean it could be but uh i think it's just something that at at the very least everyone should practice that 15 to 20 minutes to start just if not for anything else, to help call the anxieties of life. Just the the day-to-day anxieties that we all face, the deadlines, the over-calendarization. I don't even know if that's a word, but, you know, just every everything uh, constantly fighting for our attention at all times. I think meditation is a great way to just kind of slow the mind down, even before bed as well. I found that helped me a lot. Uh, Cause I'm very much someone who I'm doing so many things. My to-do list gets so wild that at night is usually when it all catches up to me. And I, I, I can sometimes find it hard to just go to sleep if I'm thinking about those things. But if I meditate out like a light, I'm usually out like a light, but those types of times, I think it's really useful to do that. But now you're up to almost, is it what an hour a day? Uh, how, how long are you meditating? Yeah. Now? So I've been doing an hour a day since I stumbled across Naval's meditation challenge, which was in, I believe, May of 2020. So now we're in May of 2021. So a year ago, I started sitting down with my thoughts for an hour and just letting the thoughts go through me. And this was so powerful because I had never realized how much baggage that I was holding on to from past situations in high school and middle school from childhood and things that I, I said to myself, how is that still in my head? Situations where I harm someone or someone harmed me and being able to recognize that that was still in my head was powerful for, to let go of baggage. And like, it was like taking books out of a backpack. And so I just felt more free after doing that. And, and it's been a, it's been a beautiful process of like getting to know myself better. And now I call it like going to the therapist every morning, because when you go to the therapist, it's like you, you're unleashing all this baggage you have. And when I meditate for 60 minutes, it really feels like I am my own therapist and I'm going through all the issues that are still on my head. So what time do you wake up in the morning? It depends. Sometimes it's, it's seven. Sometimes it's, um, 
8.30, like it, it depends. And then how do you fight the urge? Here's, I, I got this issue where when I wake up, I still do the meditation uh, for about uh, 15 to 20 minutes in the morning, but I have this urge to dive into work right away. I just yeah. have all the like, oh man, I, I woke up, I'm fresh, I'm ready to just crush this day and just go after things or exercise or do something. How do you fight that urge and then instead know that, hey, I'm going to actually just meditate for an hour, then do those other things. It just brings me to my best place. Mm -hmm. And so I'm aware that it's, and I, I've tried doing that and going right into it. I've tried meditating for 15, 20 minutes. And sometimes I do meditate for 20 minutes. It's not like I'm always, every single day, I've hit an hour a day for the past year, but I find I'm at my best when I am meditating for 60 minutes. And okay. because I found that, it's easy for me to go and do it. So um, I recommend everyone try for 60 days and see if it's for them and Dude, give I'm it gonna try it. <laughs> I yeah, never, I've never done an hour. The longest I've done is 30 minutes and that felt too long to me. <laughs> but that, that means I'm just not put it, putting in enough of uh, uh, the reps and just doing it. Uh, because I know how tremendous the benefits of even like 10, 15 minutes has been, you know, I, I wonder what uh, an hour is like. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like when you're, when I was doing 20 minutes a day, I would say to myself, how could anyone meditate for an hour? It seems so intimidating to me and like so far beyond, but I did it for a week and I was like, oh my God, this took me to a new level of understanding about myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. Dude, I love that, man. Um, switching gears a little bit uh, from the uh, from the meditation, uh, what are some of the things you do in, in fitness to keep your body physically fit? I know that's something that you're also passionate about as well. Talk to me about that a bit. Yeah, so I just started going to the gym for the first time. I have some weights down in the basement here, but... I've been going to the gym for the first time in the last month. And it is like, it's, it's like really just warming my heart so much is like the best way to put it. Um, so going to the gym, push, pull leg split for those familiar with weightlifting and stuff like that. Um, doing that probably five, six times a week. And I, I've started to run in the past month as well, just keeping active. And I do some yoga as well. So if I can get some yoga, some weightlifting, some running, I'm, I'm set from the, the weightlifting and from the, the physical fitness perspective. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's the, that sounds like the perfect split of mobility, uh, resistance training, and, and cardiovascular as well. That sounds like you got that on point. I was listening to your podcast with Solbra. And I've been yes. following his stuff a lot lately. And it's been, uh, it's been definitely making an impact for me. Uh, just getting out in the sun and training as much as I can, um, but with with uh, intent. That's and that that's been a big thing for me. Obviously, coming off of traveling um, a lot, every city I went to, I'd just go and find a gym, get a little membership there, and um, it was the most worth it thing. Like like I, you can't put a price on just being able to go to a gym with equipment and just leave it all out there 
and uh, there's almost no way to have any anxious thoughts or energy after a really good session. And that's uh, something that now that I'm back in Canada, you know, we could get into all that, but they, they got the gyms completely locked down here for like a year. So it's ridiculous. I just invested like $3,000 in a home gym set up myself. Wow. Cause I can't, I can't, I can't do with these lockdowns, man. You know what, what the great part about it, the lockdowns is that it makes you so grateful for the opportunity to train in oh, a yeah. way that I never was before. I always took it for granted. Always just assume oh, the, gym would the gym. Be, <laughs> yeah. Assume the gym would be there. Maybe complain about like that. I would have to go in my head and, but like now it's like a, a privilege and an honor and it's like those machines and those weights. And yeah, man, it's um, it's a way different way of thinking about the world. And it's all thanks to the lockdown and not being able to go for so long. No, absolutely, man. And it, it's like uh, just what we were talking about uh, before the podcast as well. It's like, you know, when when you got a place where it's so cold, you really appreciate when you got good hot weather. Oh, you know, you appreciate the sun so much more when it rains. And it's, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. You need both. Um, it, you sometimes, you know, and this is, you know, it's kind of sad, but, you know, when, when you lose someone as well close to you, it, it makes you also think that way as well. Like, oh, my God, I wish I had done this for them while they were still here. And that's something that, you know, not to get too deep here, because, you know, it's not that deep. But <laughs> when you uh, when you that, that really just made me think of that. It's like uh, while we are alive, while we're living in this reality, why not make like people know how you feel about them? Why not show people the best version of you? and uplift them in the best way you can. So I could tell you about one recent situation for me where I felt really good in my heart that I was able to kind of share that with many people who are important to me. I recently launched a coffee company called Deep Drip Coffee. And basically, um, the big part of my launch was that I wanted to give everyone uh, who's really close to me or has had some kind of impact on my life. Maybe not even that close, but just has had a really like solid impact on my life. Want to get them a bag, but then also write like a like a personalized letter to each of them. And to me, that was more like you could call this selfish, but to me, it was more like I I get to let you know how I feel about you and why you're important to me. And there's like if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, at least you know now. And you know that, yo, like, we're, we're, we're good. This is how I felt about you. I'm pretty sure you feel uh, the same way about me. And it's just, it, it, I think it's an important thing that in an age of never being more connected, people are disconnected. People don't ever, like, tell their bro how they feel about them. People don't, like, hug each other enough. People don't, like especially now with COVID people don't even see each other. So I think it's really important to like, I'm not saying go and start a coffee company and write a bunch of people letters, but show people that you care about them while you're here, while you can. I don't know how I got off on that tangent from, from what we were talking about, but I think it's really important to do some stuff like that. And on that same topic, the same receptors in your brain light up when you give someone a gift as when you receive one and giving is always in your control. You can always give someone else a gift. And if you know that giving is equal to receiving, 
why wouldn't you take that advantage to give more? Yeah, exactly, man. No, dude, I love that so much. Um, I want to come back to your podcast a bit more because I feel like we haven't talked enough about how legendary it is. How, <laughs> how, how long, when did you start it again? I started it, started recording episodes in August of 2020 and released the first episode, September 23rd, 2020. And that, that I love how you remember the date. Cause me too, man. Like it's, it's an important, that first day when you drop it, it's something you remember forever, man. But you've done such an incredible job connecting with such amazing people on the show. I want to talk about uh, one uh, story in particular that came about with you getting Gary V on the podcast. I remember seeing that unfold on Twitter. I want you to go into the whole story, how you already know Gary and all that. Like, let's talk about it, dude. That was amazing. <laughs> well, it all started in um, seventh grade when I was 13 years old and I was writing a blog about time management. I wrote a blog post about Gary V because that's what all seventh graders are doing when they're 13 years old, writing blog posts about Gary V. And then... Um, he commented on that post and it was cool. We had a little interaction in ninth grade. I went to see, I wanted to see him, his book signing. I wanted him to sign uh, my book and just like experience that. And I couldn't go to the book signing, but his, but I said to him, I, I couldn't go because my mom, she was, she wasn't letting me go to a book signing on a, a Friday on a Tuesday night. And so it was a school night. She wouldn't let me go. I, I tweet to him and say, Hey, Hey Gary, my, my mom won't let me come to the book signing. Can I, what's, can, can we do something about this? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Let me call her. So he asked for a number, calls her on the spot. And my mom ends up letting me go to the book signing fast forward then 10 years. And I have a podcast in 2020 and I put out a list of my dream guests and He's on, on the top of that list. He ends up following me because I tweet out that blog post I was talking about in seventh grade. That blog, Because he follows me, I tweet out that he follows me. And I think it got like 800 likes and the people were going crazy telling, telling Gary that he should come on the podcast. So he ends up saying, I'm in, like I'm down to do it. And the rest is history, man. Like that's the, that's the story. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And I remember, was it Logan or someone threw up a, a crazy alley-oop on that thread too? And that's what he responded to. I remember seeing that and just being like, dude, the podcast game's crazy. Like, <laughs> talk about a space where, you know, the gatekeepers are removed. It's yeah. Naval Ravikant who said it, I think. It's like podcasts are infinite leverage without permission i think that's mm. how he puts it and that's such a like I, that always stuck with me because it is infinite leverage you have you don't have a a producer a, someone who you know who someone in a suit who's approving or disapproving guests you don't have a big corporate enter, entity like telling you what you can and can't say we can literally sit here and just talk shit about whatever we want and you didn't have to go through any gatekeepers you literally tweeted at a dude and got him <laughs> on your podcast. And I listened to that podcast. It was incredible because he was mind blown of just how like that whole story. And then not only just that, um, I think he also is so true to himself and that he wants to give back and 
not give back, but talk to people who, you know, may really look up to him and like just do that randomly as much as he can. And I think that's that's one of the things that people need to keep in mind is that, look, just because someone has a verified check mark next to their name, they run a multi-million dollar company and they're, they're really cool and they're celebrities and they're not known. They're just humans. They're like, and that's not to say like minimize people in any way. That's actually to say like, we're all humans, man. And you can connect with anybody about anything. And I think that's one of the biggest things about podcasts and why I've encouraged so many people to go ahead and start their own because it's not a zero sum game. It's not because Danny has a podcast and I have a podcast and we have similar topics and similar guests uh, that I'm losing somehow if he's winning. Like it doesn't work like that. We can collaborate and we can work together and we can build and grow all this stuff together in an insane way. And that kind of leads me to my next question for you is like, how, how do you think podcasting as a landscape um, is like, is it in its, do you still think it's in its infancy? Do you think things are getting kind of saturated? Well, how do you feel about podcasts as a whole right now? I think it's still so early in the podcasting journey. I know that corporations are starting to come on to the podcasting and people are, are starting to realize and celebrities are launching their own podcasts and it feels like it's saturated, but I have a feeling that, you know, I think something like, I want to say $800 million were spent in advertising on podcasts in 2020 or 2019, one or the other. And I believe $4 billion in radio advertising was spent in the same year. So if you look at those discrepancies, podcasting will be on the rise and will definitely hit that that $4 billion mark at some point. So that means that the podcasting ecosystem will at least grow 5X what it currently is. And on that same point, I think there's something like 2 million registered podcasts, but there's something like 37 million YouTube channels. So it just goes to show how early it is in the game. And I think it's also just a matter of of reps and putting them in because, you know, we're at this point right now where if you put out 500 podcast episodes and build a real community around whatever it is you're talking about, like there will be people who resonate with that and who find you along the journey and are, are interested in your stuff. So I think we're still early, man. It seems like everyone has a podcast. It seems like it's late, but the truth is I think we're just scratching the surface of what is going on in the podcast game. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, my thoughts exactly. I think it's still very early. Um, you know, if you if you think about it on like a on a time graph, like the the Joe Rogan podcast, one of the biggest ones in the world, is not even fifteen years old. Like, I it's eleven years old. Yeah. Like, it, it exactly. he's just getting started. Like, if you look at the best in most games, right? Look at the best, um, like basketball player, like LeBron James. How many years has he been playing basketball? 35 years, like since he was five years old. Yeah. And so if you look at Joe Rogan, the best in the game at 11 years old, like that's, that's telling you that there's still room for growth there. Yeah. Oversaturation is one of those things that's such a lazy cop out for people yeah. who don't really want to um, admit that they could do something as well, or that 
other people are going to go and do something and they might just be successful because they took a shot and success is measured in so many different ways with this stuff as well. Right. You talking about before, you know, if you got 10 views, it's not a lot of views. Right. But if you got 10 views consistently for, you know, two months and then, you get one bigger guest that shares your stuff to their network. Now you're getting a hundred views and now your, your small show is starting to garner an audience. Dude, how's that not motivating for anybody? Like just keep going, just put those reps in. And I love that. Um, something that you tweeted. And I, I love this tweet because it's like, I never felt something more in my soul, but it was, uh, I'll read it. Uh, quote, everyone tells me to niche down but I'm not interested. I'm using the podcast to explore different curiosities, fitness, meditation, spirituality, creation, writing, empathy. My aim is not to grow fast, it's to build something sustainable uh, on my own interests. Now, first of all, bars. Like, that's (laughs) that's so true, man. It's something I felt in my bones since I started my show a few years ago. And I had everyone and their mom told me, you gotta pick one topic like it's just too broad it's too general you're talking to like ceos then you're talking to doctors lawyers rappers like twitter gurus like you're just talking you're all over the map man what are you doing and i just always like you know i always like respected people's opinion and like you know they mean well they want me to do well so thank you but respectfully like no i'm, I'm doing this to document my journey to learn to grow as a person and to explore my curiosities. And you just put it so well in that tweet. Talk to me about your journey with that. What's, what's that been like kind of, uh, you know, the, uh, not the tendency, but what people want is for you to niche down. How's that been for you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just common advice and it's probably true advice that if you want to grow fast, you need to have a niche and you need to have something that you're known for. But what I'm more interested in is like letting the people decide for me what I'm known for. Like, I'm just going to explore and talk to different people. I'm going to interview whoever is captivating me and interested in and, and, I, and I'm interested in because if I had a specific niche, is there a chance that my my friend Leslie Howard would be getting on the podcast like the Uber driver that I just talked about? You know, how could I? put him into the niche that I was exploring. How could I talk to Anthony Donahue, someone who's his sister passed away from brain cancer. And that's just such a, his story is so powerful. And how would I be able to tie that in? Only if I made the niche about myself in that it was my interests, my passions, things that I wanted to get out there. And at the end of the day, no one's going to listen to every single one of your podcast episodes. And that was such a freeing concept for me. People will pick and choose based on their own interests and they should. Um, But I don't want to compromise some of myself by saying I am the spirituality guy or I'm the fitness guy. I want to give you who I am and you decide and you, you pick out what resonates at your frequency. I mean, there's nothing I can add to that because I feel 1000% the same way. Um, something else I've seen you tweet about, and I've, I, this is something that, you know, maybe this is my ego talking. Okay. But this is just something that fires me up so much as an idea myself, but 
you have talked about wanting to put wanting to do a live podcasts and fill up an arena of like a football stadium, like a fucking Super Bowl of just a live podcast. And this is something I've always wanted to do as well. And best believe you and I are going to do a tour together one day, bro. Let's put it out into the world. But That'd be incredible. Talk to me about where this idea came about for you. Um, how, like, why? Well, wh- why do you want to uh, do one live? And why? Th- wh- what does that atmosphere do for you? Why is it- Yeah. Yeah. So I started looking at myself, like not just as a podcaster, but an artist. And what do artists do? Artists tour all over the world. But I think there's something really powerful to that concept of a stadium or a place where the energy is enclosed. I am trying to uplift people. I'm trying to bring people to their best version. And the amount of energy that I receive from putting out these podcasts into the world is something special, man. You got people all over the world writing me messages and just, I feel the energy that they're bringing to the messages that, that they're sending to me. So what would that look like if we were all in one place? How would we uplift? Um, a study that I like to cite often is just how I think experienced meditators they, they had them in a group, right? They put all these experienced meditators into a group and they had them meditate. And what ended up happening was the crime level in that city on that day that they were meditating fell. And there, there's a study on this and it was just mind blowing. And you're like, whoa, that is crazy. What does that mean? What is going on there? And I'll, I'll send you the study so you could link it in the show notes or something like that. But that's how I feel about doing a podcast live and doing it in a stadium is like, I genuinely feel like it will uplift even those not even in there because the energy will be powerful. And it's because the energy I feel like in my heart is powerful and more of that will uplift more people. Well, just think about some of these heavyweights on Twitter and some of these people that you've had on your show as well. If you could do something where, and I know a lot of people talk about this. I, I know Solbra himself, he talks about like that island, having like some kind of island or beachfront property where you can go and, and a bunch of fucking bros get together and get fucking shredded and come up with business ideas and cook and art and all that. But, um, you know, from the podcast perspective, imagine you get some of these people together and just discuss ideas, but live and where yeah. other people can be inspired, feel that energy, that that real energy that's not just coming off their phone not not like there's anything wrong with that but it's like there's something about going to see a concert live uh this is why people go to tony robbins uh you know hype up sessions i don't know what you call them like seminars or whatever you know what i mean but people pay thousands and thousands of dollars it's like look i think that would just be super cool. I don't know. There's not, to me, I don't even think there's that much like a deeper reason than I just think it'd be really cool to sell out an arena where you got a bunch of people who want to be better and learn from people who are learning from people and just get to see that whole shit happen live. There's no editing. There's no like, you know, I'm telling you right now, none of this podcast is going to be edited. Like I, there's nothing I'm taking out of this. It's all been beautiful. Right. That's how it should be. Like, I mean, obviously with exceptions, right? If you had to go to the bathroom or something, <laughs> we won't put that in there. But I just think a live podcast is something that'd be so cool to to happen. I don't know about the logistics of it. I don't know how you'd get that many people together and plan one day, but it's all doable, man. I, I'm ready for it. 
Yeah, bro. And this is like level one, right? Like if you just have that vision and you don't know how you're going to get there, I could never have predicted that Gary V was going to come on that podcast that day, but I, I had in my notes section of my phone on November 24th, I believe something like that questions for Gary V I was writing out. And then on December 2nd or whatever it was, December 9th, he comes on the podcast and says he's down. Like, what is that? Right? Like I start writing these questions and then Two weeks later, it happens. But the same thing with the the vision for the the stadium. It's like, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to get to that level. But I know that it's here in the mind. And whatever yeah. the mind can see will become the reality in due time. Bro, that's probably how we're going to wrap up this podcast with one last topic there. And you just brought it up, but it's manifesting. Talk to me about the, the, the role that that's had. And I know that word is kind of a charged term these days. And that there's a lot that people kind of taint that word manifesting with like, you know, other stuff, but how you see it, how you've described it, how do you practice that a little bit more? How do you, if for someone who doesn't have experience in meditation and being aware and, and, and that kind of stuff, how do you kind of convince them that, look, these serendipitous things, they, you really breathe them into existence. Yeah. I, I don't try to convince anyone of anything, right? Like yeah. if, if you, if you believe me and you believe it's manifestation, great. If you don't also great, it, it makes no difference to me. I only know that in my only, my own life, what's happened where I had this folder, right? Of the person I wanted to be and who I was and who, who I was trying to become. And I, I titled this folder, Danny 2.0. And I would review this folder every single day for six months straight. And then at the end of, of um, the six months, my parents started calling me Danny 2.0 with no knowledge of the folder because I had changed so much. Mm-hmm. All I know, right, is that I have been reading this folder of experiences I wanted to have. And one of the experiences is interviewing Tom Bilyeu this year. And I've been reading that all year. And then what do you know? Tom Bilyeu responds to the message and, and says, yeah, man, I'd love to come on your podcast. What is that? I don't yeah. know. I call that manifestation. I call that seeing something in my mind before it happens and, and reviewing that and seeing it come to life. I've, I don't care if anyone believes it or doesn't believe it. It works for me. And so, yeah, manifestation has been real from my perspective. Dude, I mean, I love how you put that, man. I do a very similar exercise in the morning where I review, um, you know, a folder where I've got a bunch of images and, you know, my life story up to this point, you know, who I want to be. And then just a bunch of images of just a bunch of different people that I look up to. And I find like when I first started doing that, I felt so silly. This like, what am I doing? Like, what do, am I trying to brainwash myself? But then I realized, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to brainwash myself. <laughs> it's like exactly what I'm doing, and it works. And everything that I wrote at the beginning of 2021, I wrote uh, back in December, I wrote, like, you know, I'm going to start a new uh, coffee company. I'm going to uh, buy my first house. I'm sitting in that right now. I'm going to go wow. travel to Colombia, or I'm going to travel outside the country for more than two months in the middle of a global pandemic. Cause <laughs> um, and I just, I wrote those things, not knowing how or that they're even going to happen. And now I'm sitting here and I've got so many more examples of those things. 
And now I look at like the next half of this year, the things that haven't happened yet, and they're already being put in motion just from the power of this. And it's very hard to like uh, explain that to people who don't get it, but you're right in that I don't have to convince people of shit. Like, you know, let's say you'll figure this out on your own journey, but I do think it is important uh, to at least discuss it in this kind of way because it's real, man. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, it's not a perfect science, right? It's not like, you know, going to be exactly like you say, I want a golden Ferrari. It's just going to end up on your driveway. It doesn't really work like that. But if you really, really want a Ferrari and you every single day are thinking about what steps you need to take to make that your ideal reality, you will make it happen if you truly believe that you can. Yeah. And on that point, I do think it's perfect science because scientists account for it in every single trial they they do, which is the placebo effect. Right. You know, they have that. And so scientists are aware of the power of the mind and what the you believing something if a treatment, if you believe that treatment will have an effect, that will have a greater effect because of the power of the mind. So, (laughs) yeah, crazy when you think about it like that. Right. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's exactly what the placebo effect is, bro. That's so and you're you're also brainwashing yourself no matter what. So why wouldn't you brainwash yourself with the things that are actually, you actually want to happen? If you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm no good at this or that, that's brainwashing. But if you say to yourself, okay, these are the things that I want to happen. These are the things that I know have already happened. Time just hasn't caught up yet. Mm -hmm. Then you are laying the bricks for the foundation of the life you are going to live. So- Yeah, man. So, uh, so just to wrap this up, what is uh, Danny Miranda's vision? What's what's next? Well, what what are you trying to build? What are you trying to do with this life, man? What what are you trying to put out there right now on this podcast? I'm trying to live an epic adventure, and I am trying to just make the most with joy, with love in my heart, and just the natural gifts that I've been blessed with to just expose love into the world. And that's what I'm doing with the podcast. That's all I'm doing with every action I take. You know, if I, if I see a piece of trash on the ground, I'm trying my best to pick it up. If you know, like just even little things right to the smallest degree, can I make the world a more joyful place? Can I make it happier, healthier, and wiser in some respect? And can I keep living this life to the absolute fullest? If the answer is yes, I'm going to keep going. I don't know what's in store. Hopefully it's a stadium somewhere, but if not, that's cool too. I'm just trying to enjoy the journey on the way there. Dude, I love it, man. I like to wrap up my podcast with kind of a lightning round, but don't worry, the answers don't have to be quick. It's just, I don't know a less awkward way to end the thing. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to ask you three questions here. This has been amazing, dude. Absolutely loved it. We're going to have many of these. I already know it. Uh, But Let's go for the lightning round. Question number one, what would you say are the main parallels between writing? Because you're a writer. For those who don't know, I know I didn't talk a lot about it on this podcast and podcasting. I would say it's both expression of yourself and creation is the two similarities. When you're creating, you are doing something that if you were to do it again tomorrow, it would be slightly different. And that's true with writing and that's true with podcasting. So, yeah. Great great answer. Number two, what podcast did you listen to uh, that changed your life? Um, 
That's a good question. Tim Ferriss and Balaji is one that I highly recommend people listen to. Um, but I also really enjoyed the Modern Wisdom 295 with Ben Bergeron on just how to create a better life. He Ben Bergeron wrote this incredible book. And what's it called? It's called, I'm not sure what it's called off the top of my head, but I have notes to it on my website. It's incredible. Highly recommend it. Those are two great ones. Awesome, man. For me, I'd have to say to Naval Ravikant's How to Get Rich, that all those, that whole podcast, it's like one of the only ones where I actually go back and I listen to it like periodically, like a few times a year, I got to go back and listen to it. Had a yeah. dramatic impact on me. And I also want to add Naval Ravikant on the Farnham Street podcast. That was incredible. I took notes to that. Mm-hmm. And Angel I, they called it. Yes. Up. Yes, exactly. That that episode is so good. And I, I was on a plane and I was listening to it. I was just typing like a madman because Dude. it was so powerful. I gotta give a big shout out to Shane and, and the Farnham Street team. They're actually based out of Ottawa here. And uh, oh. I've been to the office and I'm very close with the, their CEO. And I just, I love everything that Farnham Street does. Those guys, one of the best, like if you and I are good podcasters, Shane is like- Next level. Elite, elite. Yes, couldn't agree um, more. Final question to wrap this up, brother. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone who made the world happier, healthier, and wiser. And if I can do that, then I am grateful for my small blip of a life on this floating rock in space. (laughs) I love it, brother, man. This has been incredible. I could probably sit with you here for hours and hours on end just talking about this stuff. I think this is a good introductory podcast for people to get to know you, but I'm going to have you on again and again, bro. This is way too fun. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible. Where can people find you and your podcast and everything you put out? Yeah, it's the Danny Miranda podcast if you enjoy listening to podcasts. And hey, Danny Miranda on Twitter is the best place to reach me. So grateful for you for having me. Thank you for the great conversation. And I'm sure we'll do it again in the future. 100% brother. Let's get that arena thing going. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for everyone who's listening, please go check out Danny. He's amazing. Go follow him on Twitter. Just I'm telling you, this is a dude who just exudes positivity, gratitude, and just great vibes. Go check them out. Subscribe to the pod. And just remember, it's not that deep. Thank you.